Y'all in for a treat. But do me a favor. Go follow me on Instagram at shoulda, coulda, woulda, 209. And on Facebook at shoulda, coulda, woulda. Appreciate y'all. What's going on with y'all? This shoulda, coulda, woulda. We got another episode here with Travis Strickland. My brother, what's going on with you? Man, Jay, what's going on with you, bro? Nothing much chilling. I'm going to tell y'all something about Travis and uh, myself. Uh, I met Travis a long time ago, but... uh, I got adopted into his family. I adopted myself into their family because everywhere I went, they asked me, where was Shantae? Where was Travis? Where was Pip? I'm like, I'm not even a... (laughs) They thought I was some long-lost brother, so I'm like, oh, no, yeah, okay. Skip it. Uh, Shantae on their way. I started lying. Shantae on on her way. Oh, Pip, oh, he ain't coming today. (laughs) Like, they kept asking me, so I started coming up with answers. You got the the dark skin, man. You know we all... We all, we all got that dark skin. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm like, guys, leave. Do I look that much like him? I'm like, hey, whatever. Skip it. It's cool, man. As long as you know what I'm saying, y'all family wasn't into no mess. So I'm glad, I'm glad of that. <laughs> Somebody run up on me talking about, oh yeah, you Travis brother, huh? Like, nah, bro. I'm cool. Nah, yeah, but yeah, yeah no, this is a good family, man. The Strickland family, man. I learned a whole lot from Travis and his brother Pip. And uh man, I was I'm happy that you came, that you decided to come on the show. So I'm how are everything going with you? How are everything going with you? Man, it's good. You know, I can't complain. Uh, you know, just work family, man, and yeah, you know, church is you know, trying to do my part, you know, raising yeah. raising this tribe I got. Man, did you ever did you think that you're gonna have a tribe like that? Because you got a tribe over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, was was funny, right? Before I start having kids, I always wanted a big family, right? Uh-huh. But I, I wanted my desire. I wanted ten boys, no girls. Man, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I had my oldest son when I was sixteen. Uh, okay, and then it was a ten year gap. And then when I got married, you know, then the rest of the tribe came, and I was three for three. You know, then you know, I, got, I got tired of the boys. You know, I'm like, I need yeah. a daughter. You know, then the yeah. daughter came, and I'm like, you know, I thought I was done. You know, I was at four. You know, then five, and six, and seven came. You know, <laughs> so I, I got I got close to the ten, man. I, I got close to the ten, but I'm done at seven. He got close to it. <laughs> Yeah, man, I had my third. I'm like, I'm cool. That's all I want. But uh, that's crazy. And all your kids, are, you know, they they active. They smart. They in them books. You got them in their books. So what? I mean, at that age, where was you at? Man, at at uh, Ezra just uh, Ezra just started middle school. Okay, yeah. Ezra just started middle school in the seventh grade. So. I mean, if I if I pick up there, right, sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, well, fifth and sixth grade, I excelled, you know, in the classroom. Uh-huh. Uh, even even with uh, even with bad study habits, right? Yeah, I was never, you know, on top of my homework like I should have been, but I I had all all straight A's and B's, so. Yeah. In the sixth grade, in in the in the second semester of the sixth grade, I went to the seventh grade. Oh, wow. okay. So I, I made that transition from sixth grade to seventh grade in the middle of the year. And wow. then once I hit middle school, 
you know, looking back, looking back now, if that was that, that's a regret, you know, that I had was actually making that move in the middle of the in the middle of the uh, school year because it was just so different. Yeah. Right. You go from one teacher all day to seven different teachers, seven different periods, lunch. You know, the the social uh, pressure is totally different in in middle school back in back in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, And I just I just wasn't mature enough and I wasn't I wasn't ready for it from a from a maturation standpoint. And Mm -hmm. uh, but I still had those bad those bad study habits, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So now, now those bad study habits was was magnified, right? It, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy how how fast my grades dropped. So, yeah, bad bad study habits, and then your grades started dropping. What was you thinking at that point? Uh, it was just like you know, like man, it you know, it's like it kind of is what it is, like. I always had, I was a procrastinator, right? Yes. So in my mind is like, man, I, I can get it done, right? I, mm-hmm. I got time because I was used to my my teacher, like, hey, you know, we got to, so I hear, get it done, turn it in, right? But the teachers, they they wasn't, you know, they'll tell you a time or two, you don't turn it in, you're you going to get the grade that you get. Yeah. You're going to get the grade that you get. And uh, so seventh grade, seventh grade was, was, seventh grade was rough for me. Yeah. Uh, that 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 semester in seventh grade was rough for me, and and then instead of uh, and instead of staying back in the seventh grade, you know, doing my being in my right class, you know, I just they moved me on to the eighth grade. Oh, eighth okay. grade was a little eighth grade was a little better, right? But I yeah. but I never uh, I never recaptured that straight A B, you know, uh, yeah, student that I was. Yeah, so you wish you would have just went through the motions of the grades. Yeah, I I think it would have helped me. I think it would have helped me from a uh, just from a from a maturation standpoint. Yeah, I think, I'm, I, think I would have benefited from just staying where I was at. Yeah, I mean, shoot, that'd be hard as a parent too. You know, the teacher come to you like, oh, your child is smart. Your child is this. Your child, we thinking about, man, somebody called me talking about they want to move my son or daughter up. I'm like, yeah, boy, my son's super smart. You know what I'm saying? But it's, at the same time, it's more than just being smart. You know, yeah. it's, it's more than that. And and my mom, she asked me, right? And yeah. I and I actually, I push, I'm like, because all I'm thinking about is, man, I'm, I'm going to be out of school one year earlier. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm like, it was me, it was me and my friend uh uh Roni. We we both we both uh we both moved up from the sixth grade to the seventh grade. But you know, like I said, if I can go back and do it all over, uh I definitely wouldn't do it. And even considering my own kids, I wouldn't I wouldn't allow my own kids to move up. Yeah. So you go seventh and eighth grade and uh and uh you could I mean, even but not to take away you being smart, but you could have went any way you wanted to. And you know what I'm saying? Growing up on the east side, it's like, bruh, you got every opportunity to not go to school. You got every opportunity to turn into a thug. You got every opportunity to do what sell drugs, especially at that age. You got every opportunity. What kept your head straight and just be like, man, I'm just doing school? Man, uh, I mean, to keep it, you know, to keep it a buck, I didn't keep my head straight. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And that and that was that was part of the that was part of the problem. Uh, uh-huh. Just giving in to the social pressures of the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. I was the youngest. I was the youngest of my four siblings uh, from my mom, and you know my brother, my my brother he had a reputation. Yeah. You know in the streets, right? Yeah. My older sister she had a reputation in the streets. Yeah. Uh, you know Tiff. You know Tiff was always you know Tiff. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, growing up, you know, you really felt those pressures of, of living, living to uh, fall in the shoes of your of your older brother. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, my, and that's what my brother was, you know, that's what he was known for. He was in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, and then just being in that environment day in and day out, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it can be difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And even then, uh, we're getting, you know, getting caught up in that. Uh, the one thing that just really kept me from just diving head first is I always play sports. Yeah. Right. I always had, always had a, a dream or a desire to, you know, to play in the NFL, you know, or, you yeah. know, play college and, you know, so, uh, but in middle school, in middle school as well, I spent a lot of time with, um, one of my aunties, my mm-hmm. aunt Lucille, uh, my dad's sister. Uh, our little league over on the east side got uh-huh. shut down, so I moved. I I started playing little league with my with my cousin at Oak Park, and my okay. uncle was the coach. So that summer, that summer going into the eighth grade, I I spent a lot of I I basically lived with him, right? Yeah. Lived with him without living with him in the summertime. And uh, you know that that kind of exposed me to a different uh, to a different culture, you know that I that I didn't wasn't used to, you know what I mean. And uh, you know, looking back, you know, and I and I tell her, you know, time to time, like you know, I really, I really appreciate that, you know, the time that she, you know, that she invested in me over that time, because you know, yeah. I think it, it could have, you know, what I'm saying, kind of kept me, kind of kept me grounded, because you know when those extracurricular activities, when you start taking them away, yeah. when you start taking them away from, from the youth, man, it, it's, it, you kind of, you kind of paint them in a, uh, put them in a corner. Exactly. You know, you got, you got so much idle time. Yeah. And, and coming from the neighborhoods, you, you don't have a lot of parents that's pushing education. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you don't have a lot of parents who have a formal education coming out the neighborhood so they don't really understand or know you know what direction what they should be. you know all they know is yeah you know go to high, go to high school get you get you know graduate from high school you yeah. know and go to college but what does that process look like exactly exactly it's funny you said um you seen something different because I tell a lot, I work a lot of places outside of Stockton. And every time somebody say, oh, you from Stockton? Oh, man, my bad. Like, bro, I love Stockton. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think the whole thing is with these kids is they don't know nothing else. You know what I'm saying? They, right. Like you said, the whole activity, we had skating ring, we had golf land, we had all of that stuff. Right. And uh, all of that's taken away. So what right. else is there to do? And then you don't have educational programs no more. You don't have nothing to help these kids figure out how to get to college it i didn't know coming up i'm like uh 
my I wanted to go to college, but I didn't know the first step. I didn't know nothing right. about SATs. I didn't know how to fill out an application. I didn't know application fees. I didn't know none of that. So it's kind of hard for, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's thank God that you had your aunt to, to show you something else other than what you've been seeing, you know, and shout out to her. And uh, like you said, push, pushing the education part, it's like, how am I going to push something I don't know? You right. know what I'm saying? As a parent, how am I going to push something I don't know? And then my pride is like, man, my baby's smart, but it's like, I don't know what else to do after this, baby. You're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, That's what you're saying. And, you know, and it, that dynamic, you know, coming, you know, the it sounds cliche, but it, it's so real to so many people, you know, growing up in that single parent home in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where your mom, my mom, you know, she, she worked herself to the bone, you know what I'm yeah. saying, to provide for us. So it was like, it really... It really wasn't no no time, you know, to yeah. do anything else, you know, between her being at work and, uh, you know, trying to make sure we she raising us right, getting us to church. Whenever yeah. the church doors is open, it, it, didn't, it didn't leave time for nothing else. And uh, I think, you know, I think that ultimately, you know, played a played a part as well. And, you know, some of the things that my siblings and myself did indulge in or did get caught up in right yeah. and it's just like if you if you can read if you can rewind you know the importance of uh time you yeah. know time with your kids you know yeah. just being there uh it, it's important yeah, it, it, it is it's important Exactly. And so how how is it with uh I know you said your kids is on a path of straight A's. It's and it's and you I mean I have both parents in the house, but they were raised just like yours, like work is work. Go to work, provide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And nothing else. So of course we was left at home by ourselves at night, my older sister watching us, and it's like uh like you said, time is important. So how are you with your kids now as far as at the age they're at, at this, and especially your son is in seventh grade. That's an important time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how, how is the relationship or how do you build that relationship with your son now? You know what? It, it's uh, one of the most difficult things is giving each of them their time. Yeah. Because I got, I got so many of them. Right? <laughs> yeah. I got, you know, Ezra, he want his, you know, he want his time. Little Travis want his time. Hannah want her time, right? Then I got Noah, he just started kindergarten, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, that that's like pivotal there. And yeah. then, you know, Annabelle and, you know, the baby, you know, it's like, you know, trying to give each one of them their time. Uh, and then, okay, work, right? Yeah. I, I'm working a graveyard shift right now. Come on, I'm tired. Football season just started, so it's just a you know yeah. I try to I try to I, I try to give them the attention they need, uh, and there's times you know where you know even at work I work in a facility, right? So I'm working overtime and stuff like that. You know, my wife would tell me like, "Man, you're working too much." Yeah. You know, like the kids, the kids they they missing you working too much, and uh, you know they they I'll be on my way to work. You know, and they hit me with the, uh, Dad, what time you get off work today? <laughs> yeah. Right? What time you get off work today? 
oh man, you working you working sixteen hours again? Like <laughs> you've been at work all you've been at work all week, right? And it's genuine and all they all they really want to like they just want to spend time. Like yeah. man, we ain't seeing you. We like you. Uh, when, we wait, when we get up in the morning, you gone. When you come home, we sleep. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to find that balance. Uh, and like with Ezra being in middle school, right? Try to have those, you know, those real conversations. Yeah. You know, with him about the importance of uh, being true to himself. Yeah. Right. Being comfortable with who you are. Uh, not giving in, not following the crowd, not getting caught up with what everybody else is doing, you know, these social pressures, because I, yeah. I lived it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I lived it, and the next thing you know, you, you, you're you making decisions, and you don't know why. Yeah. You say, why you do this? Well, I, I don't know. You know, everybody else is doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, why you do this? I, man, I don't, you know, I don't know. And I tell them, I said, if you're going to, if you're going to do something, at least know why you're doing it. Yeah. And and understand that you're going to have to be ready to deal with the consequences of that will come with what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So going into, uh, let's go on into high school. You went to Franklin. Uh, my mom would not, I'm going to tell y'all now, for the ones that's listening, my mom would not let me go to Franklin. And uh, as we getting into this, Chad played a part. Jason Martin played the part. <laughs> Aaron Stover. Everybody from the church that went to Franklin played the part on the reason why I couldn't go to Franklin. And it was like, you know, we were just young and, you know, we were just, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad everybody grew up. But at that time, boy, Franklin was jumping. Now, it's it's more of a they got more of the IB program now they got more yeah. of the, you know the squares yeah, Franklin Franklin <laughs> Franklin it's not the Franklin I went to yeah yeah where so, my brother had went to Franklin which uh, I don't know if he went your year I think he graduated oh one so yeah oh one you what what year you graduated I graduated two thousand no it might have been two thousand because he was born in eighty one so it might have been ninety nine might have been ninety nine. Yeah, you might have been Yeah, and uh, man, my mom and I had a temper, so my mom was like, Nope, you're going to Edison. Edison wasn't even <laughs> Edison was the same way. I'm like, Bro, you sending me from one bad school to another, so it ain't no difference. You might as well let me go with my friends, you know. Yeah, but I think, I think Edison had a little more school culture, though. Yeah, 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 they did. They did, yeah, they, they, they had a little more school culture. Uh, Franklin, man, it was. Franklin was like East Side High, you know, from yeah. like, lean on, like lean on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> so, uh, <laughs> going going to Franklin, like I said, uh, even just going back to middle school, right? I remember my first day, my first day at Fremont, right? I went mm -hmm. to Fremont, and I'm walking through the hall, and uh, one of the hall monitors named Joe. Mm -hmm. He say, "Man, what?" He said, man, not another one. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, man, it's another one. Right? <laughs> Referring to the Strickland. He's like, it's another yeah. one. <laughs> right? Because my my brother, my brother, and my sister, they Shantae, they, they, they was terrorists. You know what I'm saying? They was terrorized. <laughs> they were the so, blue. <laughs> again, right? I'm walking into that, into that stereotype. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he don't even he don't even know me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he automatically he automatically pegged me like my brother and sister. He was like, man, are you the last one? Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure ain't, ain't, ain't no more ain't no more coming through here. Let me call pops. So now when I go to Franklin, I got that same. You know, I got that same. Yeah. A lot of people just knew me as Pip Little Brother. Yeah. Right. That's Pip Little Brother. Uh, but but going into Franklin, uh and just, you know, kind of on the lines of going to college or being prepared for college. I remember going into my, my freshman year, they had what they call was clusters. Mm-hmm. Right. And not knowing then, but at, when I when I got older and I looked back at it, they they put you in these clusters based on where they thought you was going in life. Right. <laughs> so you had the IB. Uh-huh. Right. You had the able, mm-hmm. you had the able cluster, and then you had what they put me in was the T based cluster. It was T based cluster? It was like a technical, like technical, right? Where they taught you trades, right? Oh, so wow. the kids that was in that cluster, they didn't see you going to college, right? And that was based off That's of crazy. that was based off of your middle school grades, right? So based on my middle school grades. They 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 put me in this group, right? They put me in this group of you know, we just gonna get you a high school diploma, teach you a teach you a trade, and you can go into the workforce, right? So I didn't have the the Spanish and you know the maths that I yeah. that I even needed, you know, to go to college. All I knew is that I had to keep a two point so I can play yeah. football and basketball, yeah. right? And and then other than that, like I said, Franklin, you know, by by the time I hit Franklin, you know what I'm saying, those those, those social pressures, you know what I'm saying, and being from the east side, you know, it it, it really got real. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, yeah. it really got real. And uh, high school, man, I, I dealt with some adversity mm-hmm. um, in high school. Uh, my sophomore year, my sophomore year, uh, I got expelled from Stockton Unified. Oh. Uh, 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 spring semester. Spring semester, I got expelled from Stockton Unified for a year. So a lot of people probably know that's how I ended up at Samuel Hancock. Oh, I, was okay. at, I was at Samuel Hancock for a year because I got expelled. My mom wouldn't let me go to a, a continuation school. I begged her. To, I begged her to go to a continuation school. She wouldn't. <laughs> let, she would be like, "Man, you going to Sammy Hancock?" Yeah. Right. I tried everything I could not to go to Sammy Hancock because it was just, yeah. it was it was just too too much of a change of pace. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm trying every excuse. I'm talking about, you know, I'm trying to throw the financial aspect in there. Like, man, you got to pay for me to go to school. <laughs> yeah. She like, nah. She like, you going? Yeah. And uh. So my the uh, my junior year at Sam Hancock, my my spring semester junior year, I had my my son was born, my oldest son Tyree. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm a 16 year old parent. Right? <laughs> yeah, like not knowing, like I'm not knowing nothing about life. You know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't even take care of myself, let alone 
uh, raise a kid, take care of a kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was just, it was just like whatever. You know what I'm saying? I was just at that point. I was just like, man, I, I just like I just need to graduate. You know what yeah. I mean? And then uh, going back to Franklin, my senior year. Going back to Franklin, my senior year. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I play sports. Like sports is what kept me, is what kept me going. Mm-hmm. Right, and then uh, it was crazy because my senior year, I failed PE. <laughs> right, here, here I am a, here I am a, 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 a great athlete, right? Yeah. I failed PE. But so, you wasn't getting dressed, man. It. It's crazy, right? They had a square dancing, right? <laughs> so, so they had a square dancing, and I was doing it. You know, so I, I was square dancing. Yeah. It wasn't really, it wasn't really nothing. It was at the end of the semester, right? We was getting ready for our grade, so we had to, we had to do our grade for the square dancing aspect. So the teacher, uh, Miss Alexander, she put me with she and it. I hope don't nobody judge me for it, but she 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 paired me up with a with a girl that I didn't want to like. I'm like, man, I can't do that. Like, nah, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was just like, pair me up. I was like, can you can I get another partner? Right? That was yeah. like, can I get another partner? She like, no. She like, no. <laughs> right? She was, then she was like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. So I'm like, all right, cool. Oh my gosh, failed me. So now. I'm uh fast forward to you know spring semester my senior year. I got a week to have my 220 credits, 230 credits. I got a week. I go talk to my counselor. I'm short two and a half credits because of that because of that five I missed from not yeah. having from, from felon PE right. So. Now I'm, I'm stressed. I'm stressed, right? And I'm like, man, I got to figure something out. And it is, it's crazy how things come full circle because my junior year at Sammy Hancock, I was able to, I was able to recoup the 30, the 30 units that I, that I missed from when I got expelled. Uh-huh. I was able to recoup them in the summer, get back on track my junior year, right? So now mm-hmm. I'm short two credits, so I reached back out to Samuel Hancock. Mm-hmm. I said, I need I need two and a half credits. Do you guys have any, any uh anything I can do? And I think Sister Gail, I think I was talking to Sister Gail or maybe Sister Alice at the time, and they, you know, they talked to uh Sister Michelle. Mm-hmm. And she said, I got a typing class. Right. So that last week, every day after school, I hop on bus three, uh-huh. get off at Sammy Hancock, and I'm taking this typing class from like three to like seven o'clock every day. I don't know how to type, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm pecking it. I'm pecking this keyboard to death. <laughs> My wrist hurting, <laughs> everything, <laughs> but I got it done. Yeah. Right, and I tell people like people don't probably don't. Know. I said, man, if it wasn't for Sammy Hancock, 
I wouldn't, I, I would for sure wouldn't have graduated on time. And I don't know how that would impact me not graduating on time. Cause I, I had people that I ran with who didn't graduate on time and it, it, they just kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah. Right. Because they were short a few credits. But it was, you know, like I said, it was high high school was high school was crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, I college at that point. You know, I I had the dream to go into college, but I didn't know I didn't have a path to go to college. Let's let's never, uh, let's go back to that cluster thing. So you say you didn't see it at the time, right? Right. And so that just speaks volumes because uh, I've had plenty of interviews and everybody say almost the same thing. But this is the first time I hear about the cluster thing. And it just paints a picture on how the school system wanted us to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, he ain't going nowhere. It wasn't no like, oh, he ain't going nowhere, but let me let me guide him. Maybe he just don't know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and it's and it's sad that our kids going through this education. I've talked to people outside of California. California is the worst educational system I have ever heard of. They don't have no kind of programs for our kids. They don't have they got engineer programs here and there, but you don't hear about it unless you one of these elite parents or elite kids or something like that. Right. They they prepare you to go to a trade school. They prepare you. Oh, go to McDonald's. Blah, blah, blah. You get stuck there. They don't tell you. I've talked to people that didn't know they didn't have the credits to go because there's a difference between credits to graduate and credits to go to a four year university. And people don't know that the credit counselor didn't tell them that you got kids that got a four point. This is the worst thing. Kids that got a four point two GPA and don't. And the counselor is not talking to them about college, not talking to them about SATs, not talking to them about scholarship. None of that. Like, how is that not especially a four point two GPA? You ain't told them nothing. Like we got the worst school system. It's crazy because. uh especially now, man, and, and I, I, I've seen it even with my kids, right? As a parent, if you're not taking an active approach in your kids' education, they just going to pass them through. They just going to exactly. pass them through. Like, is it, is they only going to give as much as you demand them to give, right? Exactly. These programs and stuff, uh, you know, like a lot of these charter schools, you know, they got these programs where you know, you graduate high school, you have an AA. Yeah. But it's not automatic, though. Right? Yeah. It's certain class you got to take. And if, and if a parent, you know, you're not pushing that issue, right? You're not pushing that issue, then uh, they're going to they gonna put some they gonna put some other kids in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're they, they going to put some, you know, because they feel like if you don't care, why should I care? Exactly. Right? Exactly. You get We get suspended. We get suspended at a much higher, at a much higher rate. Uh, I was sitting in a training years ago, uh, and it, it, it was a joint training uh, with the with the probation department, San Joaquin County Education, uh, Stockton Unified, and it was another outside agency. They were just talking about the disparity for black for black kids being suspended compared to our counterparts and that's other minorities as well yeah. right it was like like three times the the rate 
like same behavior, but you know, the black kids are getting suspended. Right. And they, yeah, they peg right. you. Right. They peg you as a as a as a problem. Yeah. And then they and once they peg you as a problem, they deal with you accordingly. Yeah. So it, you know, but like as a parent, especially the parents who, you know, who in a in those low income uh communities, you know, you know, in the hoods and stuff like that. Uh Man, it's a lot of bright kids. That, it's a lot of bright kids that grew up in those in those environments, yes. but they just don't. They just don't have the opportunity. They don't yeah. have the exposure. They don't have the exposure that they that they need, or or that person that's gonna really, you know, take a liking to them and invest. You know what I'm saying? Like invest yeah. to them. Like, man, I, I see something in you. Let me help you. Or let me steer you in the in in, in the right direction. Yeah, you know those clusters, man. It, it was. It's it's crazy, man. You know, now you t- you hear, you know, the systemic, the systemic racism and the systemic, you know, injustice, and it like people can people can you know deflect it as much as they want, but it, it's it's real. Yeah, you know, it, it's real from the criminal justice and the educational system. Like it's it, it's legit. Yeah, and, and like you said, man, if you're not a parent. And I've always been with those parents. Beginning of school year, parent teaching meeting. I'm here. Like I want you to know, he got a daddy and a mama. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cause if they and the thing I found out, what they do is, like you said, they they peg this on you. Oh, he ain't got no daddy, so he gonna he he not he gonna grow up this way. So I'm gonna treat him this way. So I had to go in the classroom like, hey, he got a daddy. And right. I'm, I'm in his life. He, right. You know what I'm saying? Like so. If you, if any problems, you holler at me. Don't don't just you know. And my 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 son, he uh, I've went to my parents before one time, and I and nothing to nothing knocks it, not no knocks against them, but um, something happened at school, and I go to my dad. I was like, Dad, this this is what happened. All right, well, just don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? So when that happened, he said, Don't worry about it. I felt like, man, my daddy ain't got my back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, and I couldn't fall looking back at it, I can't fault them because this is this is the system they put us in. This is this how they made us think. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Just just keep keep your head straight, keep it pushing. But now I look yeah. at it like, man, I felt hurt that my dad wasn't like, oh, I'm coming up to that school. I'm, I was hurt that my dad wasn't them ghetto parents. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming up to that yeah. school. Woo, woo, woo. So I went back to the school the next day and fired on the dude for what he did to me the day before. I got a whooping for firing on this, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's like they put us in this thing and like, okay, <laughs> you wanna you you act like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't change no, you act like this. I don't care who who did. And so I go up to the school now, I don't care how small or how big it is. I'm up at that school, like, what's up? Cause if he did something wrong, I'm gonna get on. But if right. you mistreating him, because he's young, so he don't really see it. So if you mistreating them, it's gonna be some other. It's gonna be some other conversations. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're not about to just put my son in that category. You, you got to. Yeah. Um, you got to, man. Like I said, if if you allow them, if you allow them to do it, they're gonna do it to them. Uh, yeah. But that having that support, having that support of feeling like, like you said, like your parents actually got your back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's not, you know, every time the teacher goes, well, what you do? You should have did this or you should have, you know, you need to, you know, you stop yeah. clowning. And it's just like, man, like, can you just hear me out? Yeah. 
<laughs> but I was bad too. To my dad's defense, I was bad. So he probably like, bruh, you up yeah. there acting the fool. <laughs> and then you, you know what I'm saying? So to his defense, right. I was bad, you know, right. but I was going to Murata too at the time. So, you know, okay. everybody know Murata is like, yeah. man, that ain't the most racist school you ever yeah. been to. You know what I'm saying? So, so going into, uh, let's go into college, going to college. So you was part of the cluster that wasn't expected to go to college. So your classes wasn't correct for the four-year university. And this ain't and this information that I've been talking about the clearance house and and uh the difference between having a credit uh the class right classes for a four-year versus the right classes just to graduate. This is nothing new. You know what I'm saying? The crazy right. thing is we just now finding out about it. But this has been around for years. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I like one thing that I, I was fortunate enough, right, to end up, you know, going to college via the, the junior college route. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I never I never took an SAT. Yeah. I, I never took an SAT and I understood, okay, since I haven't took my SAT, then I gotta get my I gotta I gotta get my associate's degree yeah. to be able to transfer to a four year. Yeah. Um but when my when my when it came time for my oldest son to hit high school. Now, hey, I, I, I obtained the knowledge that hey, this is what you, this is what's gonna happen. These are the classes yeah. that you, gotta, you know that you got to take to even be able to to qualify through the clearinghouse. Yeah, you know, to attend college straight out of high school. Um, so, you know, at, at that point, it's like you know, you when you when you know better, you got to do better. Exactly. But he, even with at you know, I went to Delta um, mm-hmm. again. You know, football was my motivation, right? Yeah. Sports was my motivation for school. And uh, I, I set out. I, like, I was just, you know, wasn't doing nothing for, like, two years after I graduated high school. I'm just, you know, in I'm just in the arms, you know what I'm saying, chilling. Yeah, yeah. Being a, being a bum, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And then you know, I remember having a conversation, having a conversation with one of my uh, with my bro. Uh, I'm like, man, I got to do something. Like, it's either now or never, right? I'm, yeah. I'm tired of just being in a, being in the hood all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And football was my outlet. Football was my avenue, you know, to go to college, right? Yeah. So, uh, I go to Delta in 2002. Me and, me and my bro Dion, uh, he had just graduated high school. So, you know, we ended up going out to Delta, you know what I'm saying, 2002. Uh, 2002 to 2004, uh, spring semester, you know, played, and I ended up uh, getting a scholarship. I ended up getting a scholarship to Savannah State. Okay. So going to uh... – Going from Delta to Savannah State now, Delta's still Stockton. To us, you know what I'm saying? Us from Stockton, we look at it like, man, this is still high school right here. You know what I'm saying? So how was it from the transitioning from Delta to Savannah State? Uh, I think the biggest thing, man, just just being down in Savannah in general is a culture shock. Yeah. Right? It, It was a culture shock for me. Uh. 
coming from, you know, from Stockton, growing up on the east side, man, it, it was – you just – you knew – well, you knew what you, you knew what you knew, right? Yeah. Games, you know, this and that. You didn't really know nothing about no college culture. Yeah. Right? We wasn't exposed – we wasn't exposed – our exposure was very minimal. Yeah. Uh, the only exposure I really had to a college culture was through – uh uh, one of the liaisons at, at Franklin, his name was uh, Edwin Henry. He was a he, he's an alpha. Oh, okay. So at the school, he had a, he had a, he, he had a little drill team, step team that he you know that he that he taught. I wasn't a part of it, but you know we've seen it. Uh, yeah. And then he he had a stint where he used to do some things at the boys and girls club um, over on the east side where they, he actually bought you know, brought people in to, you know, speak to us as young men. So the only, the only college coach I was exposed to was the Alphas, right? And that yeah. was through him. That was through yeah. him. So when I go down to Savannah, right, I, we step on campus, I'm like, man, what is this? <laughs> right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's a whole new culture, but I but I loved it, though. Yeah. Right? I loved it, man. It's like the expectation of education was – College degree was minimal. Like, yeah. if you're not if you're not getting your bachelor's degree, like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. So, I was there, man, and and that transition for me it was a little smoother because I was older too. Right, by the time I mm-hmm. by the time I transferred to Savannah, I was already uh, 21. Yeah. So, uh, just dealing with you know life, you know what I'm saying, kind of prepared me. And I, part of the reason why I ended up in Savannah is because I was trying to get away from Stockton. I'm like, yeah. man, I, I got to get up out of here because I was getting caught up in so much stuff. Even at, even when I was at Delta, I was getting caught up in stuff that didn't have nothing to do with me, right? Yeah. But the stuff I was getting caught up in can definitely derail what I am what I got going on, what I'm trying to have going on. Yeah. So I'm just like, man, I, like, I really got to get up out of here, man, or it's going to be too late. <laughs> Or it's yeah. gonna be too late. I'm gonna find myself sitting in prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm like Savannah State. You know, they was a D1, a Division One AA. You know, in the football aspect of it. So I'm just like, okay, I, I want. I'm gonna go play D1. Yeah. Right. Not doing my research on the school. Right. Uh, so we end up out there, man, and uh, the school culture was great, though. Yeah. The, the school culture was great. The athletic part of it, not so much, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a bunch of it was a bunch of nonsense going on uh, in athletic in the football in the athletic department from the higher ups. But uh, man, I, I wouldn't trade that for man that experience from a you know HBCU. Yeah, right. I'm like man, that's the experience that I I want all my kids to experience if they can. You know what I'm saying? I told my oldest son, I'm just like, bro, I'm telling you, like this. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, like, you're gonna pre if, if you appreciate it. Yeah. Because we come from an environment where, right, where not only do our teachers not look like us, you, I had two, I had two black principals, right. Mr. Ivy was assistant principal at King School. Dr. Murchison was a principal at Franklin when mm-hmm. I was there. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, three. 
because Miss Davidson was a assistant, was a vice principal at, at Franklin when I went there. But she was, you know, she was she was different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but now I go from from that to everywhere I turn, I see a black professional. Yeah. My coaches is black. My 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 advisors is black. Yeah. The president of the school is black. The dean over the criminal, everybody black, right? Yeah. So now I'm exposed to black success. Yeah. All these successful black people, I'm exposed to all these successful black people. And then the culture of the, of the HBCU is, is, is second to none. You know, I wasn't really into the, uh, you know, the fraternity thing. It just, you mm -hmm. know, it just wasn't my cup of tea. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I made I made some, you know, I made some lifelong friendships when I was down in Savannah. So I, I still keep in touch with people today. And yeah. I, I've been back. I've been back fifteen years. Do you regret the uh, not doing the fraternity, or it just wasn't you? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I had some partners, man. They they was in the fraternities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, they was cool, but I I just wasn't with the whole uh, the whole initiate you know the whole process. Yeah. I, I just couldn't get with it. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't for me, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely not a knock. You know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, they they do have a good brotherhood. You know, they do create a good brotherhood. Uh, you know, on campus and through life. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like I said, it, that just wasn't my that it wasn't for me. You know. Yeah. That is yeah, we used to joke around, right? We used to joke around with the uh, with our teammates, you know, because they raised in that culture, right? Yeah. They they second, third, fourth generation, you know, from their fraternities, you know. So yeah. I said, man, don't like we know like Crips and Bloods, <laughs> yeah, like that's 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 what we know, like that that's yeah. what I'm exposed to, like I don't know nothing about this. And it's crazy because that's how I, that's how I viewed them. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they like, I'm like, they like school, like college games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I remember I made that comment in uh, in one of my classes, man, and, and, and almost had to fade after class. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Dude, that he took offense to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I didn't mean, I didn't mean no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't mean no disrespect. That's just how I viewed them, because coming from I, what I've seen, I'm like, okay, everybody they identify with a color. Yeah. Right. They all identify with they with they signal. You know what I'm saying? With they signs. Yep. They all got their you know the initiation process. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm just like, and then when they when it when it come down to it. It's us against like we 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 rolling with our with our with our people. Yeah. <laughs> so that reminded me of being in the hood. Like, man, when it when it comes time when it when it's time for something to happen, you know, I'm rolling with my people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. But uh man, I, the the only regret, the only regret I have about Savannah State, man, is not is not finishing my degree yeah. uh when I was out there. And that wasn't that was due to the athletic part of it, yeah. right? I was there on a the football scholarship. The football program it just, you know, we was losing. You know, what I'm saying I'm coming from a JUCO, 
where we lost four games in two years. Yeah. I come from a high school where we didn't have a, a culture of losing. Yeah. So I just couldn't, like, man, that, it, it really, like, messed me up. It really messed me up mentally, just losing week in, week out. And it seemed like, you know, everybody didn't care about losing as much as I did. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, but more so it was some shady stuff going on in the, in the, uh, in the coaching you know, in the coaching ranks, uh, not all of the coaches, because I have some solid coaches out there. Yeah. Uh, you definitely have some solid coaches, but it was some stuff going on, uh, and it just became too much, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, so I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to transfer. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to transfer schools. And then, so I signed away my scholarship. <laughs> I, I signed, I, I gave away my scholarship before I had something set in stone. Yeah. To transfer to, and when I started going down those avenues of transfer, they all fell through. So now, so now I'm there, right? Another semester, right? So I try to get back on the football team, right? Head coach, like, okay, cool, you can play. Athletic director, like, this, he let me go, like, whole spring start working out. Come fall, he like, nah, he ain't playing. Right, like, like he ain't playing. So I, I ended up out there for another semester. Uh, I think fall, fall semester, two thousand five, and uh, I just wasn't focused. You know, I'm, yeah. I was, just, you know, I'm out there. You know, it's it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to get into at the black colleges. You know, yeah. if if you're not if you don't got your head on straight, it it can it consume you. You know, yeah. for real. And uh. I just made the decision. I said, man, I, I'm going to go back home. Like, it's time for me to go back home because I'm just out here wasting – I'm wasting time and money. Yeah. And then I and I had my – and I had a son. You know, my oldest son at that time, he was about six. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, it ain't no point in me being away if I'm not, you know, if I'm not handling my handling my business. Yeah. And uh, so let me ask you this. So how – Going forward, how do we prepare? Yeah, we got athletes. Stockton has athletes. Like, we, nothing short of athletes. We got athletes for every sport you could think of. And so, how do you prepare the mind of athletes as far as uh, going to school? Because you went to school for football, but if somebody would have talked to you and be like, man, just get that bag, football a second. You know what I'm saying? Just just get that education. Use football as a step. How do we prepare that mind? Because the chances going to NFL is slim. Chances right. going to NBA is slim. And everybody's not going to NBA. Everybody's not going to NFL. But everybody feel like they can make it. You know what I'm right. saying? So how do we prepare the mind of our kids these days to have that double mindset? Like, okay, I, I think I'm going to make it to the NFL. But just in case, you know what I'm saying, let me – I'm going to keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? They get distracted with the football. And the foot, like you said, football wasn't working for you. So you like, man, skip that. You forgot all about you was in school. you like, man, right. skip that. I'm trying to play. Like, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to transfer. And then that messed you up. But then now you're back in Stockton. So how do we how do we fix that mindset? Um, I think it, it got to start early on. Right. Mm-hmm. At a young age, you got to you got to instill that education piece. Just as much as just as much as we praise our kids for 
dominating on a, in a sports arena, whatever it may be. Yeah. We got to push them and praise them for education as well. Right. Yeah. We got to push them and praise them for, you know, things that that's going to build them as a, as a person. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important that we teach our kids to understand it. Okay. If the NFL, the NBA, your dream, cool. Right. But what's your plan to get there? Yeah. See, a, a lot, a lot of people too. They just think we're gonna wait. They gonna wake up and I'm, I'm gonna make it. Like, it's, it's, it's work and sacrifice that got to go into that. Yeah. You know, you can't just. I can't go. I can't go to the bank and, and withdraw uh, fifty thousand dollars, and I and and all I deposited was two hundred and fifty. Like yeah. it don't, it don't, it don't work like that. Like you gotta put, you gotta put in the work, the sacrifice, to prepare yourself. Yeah. Right. If, if if that's your goal, but at the same time, you're not even gonna be able to get there without the education piece. Exactly. Right. The accountability as a parent, we gotta hold our kids. I think we gotta hold our kids accountable from school because you got these coaches, you got these coaches and stuff out there where if they identify a talent, they gonna they're gonna make it happen for you. Exactly. Right. I just need you, I just need you on the field. Exactly. Right. So they 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 make you know concessions and stuff for you to be able to play. And then when they when they when your eligibility or your time is up, then I don't I don't got nothing to do with you, right? Yeah. And it, it's important it's important that we gotta we drive we drive education more so, yeah. more so than more so than athletics, because when when I think back. Right. When I was at Savannah, that's the growing up, that's the only thing, that's the only only way that we seen was to make it out the hood. Yeah. Is that you have to go pro yeah. in order to make it out the hood. Like if I if I'm not if I'm not making it pro, then man, I'm I'm stuck. Stuck, yeah. But it's so many <laughs> it's so many other avenues of success. Yeah. Right. And, and I think we got to really drive that home to our kids. Like you got to these different avenues of success. Yeah. You don't have to be no, no, no athlete. You don't got to be yeah. no rapper. <laughs> you, know, exactly. you don't got to be no, uh, no entertainer. You ain't like, there's so like growing up, you hear it was a cliche. Well, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. Right. That was measured. That was a measure of educational success. Oh my! I want mm-hmm. my kid to be a doctor or a lawyer. Everybody's not gonna be a doctor, yeah. and everybody's not gonna be the lawyer. Everybody don't have the mental capacity to to, to make it happen, yeah. <laughs> right? So, but if you do learn a trade, right, where you're a plumber, you know, electrician, you can make six figures. Exactly. And <laughs> with that, you get your education. Now start a business. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're gonna pay you, they're gonna pay you for your mind. They mm-hmm. they'll pay you for your mind, you know, without beating up your body. Yeah. So it, and I, you know, I try to tell my kids the more education that you have, uh, you gonna put yourself, you can put yourself in better situations, you know, exactly. put yourself in better rooms. And not saying that. You gotta have a master's degree to be successful, because that's that's another that's another uh, 
deceptive theory, right? That if you don't yeah. have education, if you don't get a, if you don't have education, then you can't have, you can't be successful. You yeah. got entrepreneurs, you know, some of the richest people, some of the richest people in the world don't have a yep. formal education. <laughs> yeah, man, I would need, I would need you to stay on my head because I was about to say that same thing. It's like it's like the they make it like you said. Just because you have got a master's degree don't make don't make you successful. You know what right. I'm saying? It's the education of the mind. It's not education as far as school. It's the education of the mind. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? You might know more. I've, I've been in court before on a murder case, right? And uh, they bring this cat out from uh, L.A. that wrote these books, and he upped their education, and he comes to Stockton. First off, he wrote the uh, books and stuff. He's a professional writer or whatever you want to call it but he wrote the books based off of jail in la and so he comes out here and they asking them questions based off the gangs in stockton and so anybody and everybody would tell you those are two different things la gangs and stockton gangs are two different things we red or blue they red blue purple yellow green <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like it's totally right. different and so when he came, it was like we all listening. Even the white people that was sitting on the jury with me, they like, what? That don't even like you don't even make sense right now. That's not how Stockton rolls. And then they get this cat off the police department that no education. He was part of the gang force and stuff like that. He was educated, but not as far as degrees. He was educated because he lived, he was in the environment. You know what I'm saying? He learned the environment. So what he said versus what this doctor said was more legit because he was educated. You know what right. I'm saying? So it don't, these degrees don't make you educated on something. It's, man, it's the, I know some people that got some degrees, man. And I'm just like, <laughs> you're a real idiot. <laughs> like you're Bro. a real idiot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but that's the societal, that's the societal standard. You know, you got to do this and there to do this. Or we're we're judged by you know different measures in society yeah. for our kids. You know we gotta we gotta get them to understand like you don't this these societal norms is not gonna define who you are or yeah. what you can be, right? Yeah. Um, with my kids, I, I try to you know my wife and I you know we try to expose our kids to black culture. Right. Yeah. Go ask your teacher. Do you got any books about people that look like you? Yeah. Right? You want to learn about your history? Yeah. You know, not not just you know Martin Luther King and and uh and Harriet <laughs> and Harriet Tubman. Yeah. But, uh, and 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 Lil Travis, you know, he he really like he's serious. He's serious about it. Uh, that's one thing about him that I like. I appreciate about him is like he he's serious like, and he hold his teachers accountable. Like, yeah. hey, like we ain't got no we ain't got no books about no black people. I want I want to read about some my you know my culture. Yeah, he go pick out a book. You know he, and it don't matter who it is. He 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 like to learn about you know about our about our you know our history and our culture. The, the funny thing you say that because. You know, they be like, uh, I see the sayings, we are not our grandparents and stuff like that, you know, when uh, all this race stuff was going on. And uh, I feel like it didn't really stick to the culture until this generation that's coming up now. We said it, but it didn't hit us until a later age. You know what I'm saying? 
But this right. generation coming up now, man, these next these next two presidents, because you got freshmen that dealt with like my daughter was a freshman when everything was hitting with the Trump and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So now the next pre- uh next time she gets the uh vote, it's the next presidency. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's gonna be this next one coming up. Then your son is the following one. So the more we talk to them and educate them about everything that's going on, the more this world gets a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Every generation is going to make it a little bit better because, bro, I ain't, I ain't care nothing about no president. I ain't care nothing about no vice. I ain't care nothing about no... As long as I was making money, I was good. You know what I'm saying? Coming out of high school. As long as money was in my pocket, I was good. I didn't care how it affected the jobs. And that's crazy because it affects your jobs. It, it might not affect it at that point, but later on, oh, it's going to affect me. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? That's good. And 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 even on that vein, like, you know, we're not our grandparents, right? And we not. Yeah. Our generation, right? Because you think yeah. about it, our generation, like our grandparents stood on standards. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, 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 stood, they stood for something. Yeah. Right? They, they stood on, on morals and standards. Uh, and, and our generation, like you said, we just kind of, you know, we was I just want to, man, they ain't got nothing to do with me. Exactly. Right? So, you know, I'm just, we just moving, we just moving along, you know, moving along in life. Like you said, it's important for us to, you know, teach that to our kids. Yeah. You know, pay attention, ask questions, right? We come up, we come up in a time where you don't ask, don't ask me why. I told exactly. you to do something, do it. Just do it. Yep. So we, we really, you know, just got to get our, you know, get our kids on the path of free thinking. Right. Yeah. Questioning, questioning the challenge and the standard. You know, why am I doing this? Why do I have yeah. to do that? OK, I understand, you know, X, Y and Z. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's definitely challenging times. Yeah, definitely challenging times. I think, you know, the first time I voted, uh, I didn't vote when I turned 18. First time I voted was when Obama was running for president. Man. Right. <laughs> So at that time, at that time, right? So when when Bush was in office early 2000s, mm-hmm. Bush was in office early 2000s, I was in school, mm-hmm. right? And then fast forward, you know, through his eight years, right? Because yeah. the whole the whole recount, the whole recount thing, I was yeah. in I was in Savannah. I was in Savannah when the whole recount thing. Now, matter of fact, I think that that was the first time I voted. That was the first time I voted was Bush's second term. Okay. That, that was the first time I voted for the on, on the presidency. Uh, and then even with voting, you know, you got so many people they vote blindly. Yeah, you know, yeah. They vote, they vote ignorant uh, to what the real issues, and they vote off of emotions. Yeah. Right? Especially, especially. Uh, you know, black people, us in our, you know, in our communities. Yep. If, if, if you can get a, if you can get the emotions going, they won't think logically. Right? Exactly. And uh, I think that was uh, the last few years. I, I think that was, that has been prevalent, you know, in, you know, in how people yep. vote. You just look at the campaigns. You look at the campaign strategies, even with Trump. It was straight emotion. Yeah. I'm going to trigger these people's emotion and they're going to vote for me. 
Biden and Harris was the same thing, right? I'm gonna trigger these. Yeah. I'm gonna trigger these people's emotions, right? You black, you did like right. So you're getting people to vote off emotions, not sitting back and actually thinking about the policies. Yeah. You know what's beneficial, and uh, that you know that that's a slippery slope in itself. Exactly, exactly. They they that emotion thing. I, I I don't know how many times I put it on Facebook. I don't care which way you vote. Just vote based off of what you believe. Don't like that emotion thing, boy. Yeah. These last two press, last two turns, two three turns, that got to us. Like yeah. <laughs> it got to us. You know it is. When you ask, you know why? Why you vote for? Why you don't want? And as soon as people, most people start talking, it's all emotion, no facts. Yep. <laughs> right? yep. It's all emotion, no 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 facts about policies exactly right they didn't do this you know trump you know he races and this it, right that was a whole you know that was a whole play yep that's crazy so now uh you started when did you start working for the detention center i started working uh for the probation department uh 2007 okay what made you go there uh man to be honest <laughs> to be honest uh i always had a always had a desire to 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 help or work with uh troubled youth especially uh-huh. especially males yeah right and then at that time i had just came i had just i was just back from savannah about a year and a half mm-hmm. right uh kind of in between jobs here there you know not really uh not really having no stability. And then, uh, you know, uh, my mother-in-law now, she wasn't my mother-in-law, then my mother-in-law now, she worked at the probation department in administration. Mm-hmm. So she she said, hey, you know, you should apply. You know, I had, yeah. I had started, got back and, you know, going back to church and things like that, trying to get, you know, trying to get my, my life together. Yeah. And uh, I needed a job. Yeah. <laughs> right. I needed a job and then I seen it as an opportunity to, you know, kind of help, you know, if I can get in there and just, you know, try to talk some sense into at least one of the kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I can get them to think about what they're doing, like I've, I've done, you know, I've done a good thing. Uh, yeah. So, so that's what, that's what kind of, you know, steered me down that, down that way. Cause I never seen myself working in no type of law enforcement capacity at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. You know, I didn't see that for myself. Uh, but nonetheless, I've been there, you know, 14 years. That's crazy. And the crazy thing, like you said, we looked at law enforcement was police. We right. didn't look at law enforcement as, you know what I'm saying, a correctional officer. We didn't look at law enforcement as a jail counselor. We didn't look, you know what I'm saying, so many different things that fall under the category of law enforcement and uh that we was blinded to and uh you don't need a four year for a correction officer and, and that you changing lives you know what i'm saying like regardless if you if you want to say that or not correction officers are changing lives you got you got correction officers that's doing it for a job then you got a correction officer that got a plan you know what i'm saying and the ones that's doing it for a job they either getting beat up or they just you know what I'm saying they just there you know what i'm saying it, I, I always told myself, right, I, it was never just about a, a job. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I look at it too, like, man, man, if I'd have had somebody that said some of the things to me, I could have saved myself from some some trouble. You know what I mean? And, uh, but like you said, you know, especially growing up, you know, on the east side, just like police, you like, man, what? Like, I'm cool. Right. I mean, and that's because you, you understand some of the, some of the things that we experienced. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, you know, whole fitness description and, yep. you know, stereotypes and, you know, the harassment and, you know, it just the list goes on and on yeah. that, you know, people seeing now because we got phones, we got cameras on our phones. Yeah. But this stuff, that, that stuff ain't going. new. Exactly. <laughs> it ain't new. So, uh, yeah, it, it, you know what? I mean, working there is definitely, you know, it, like it provided, you know, opportunity for me. You know, it's provided, you know, stability for my family. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to take a quick, uh, quick segment and throw a plug out there. If anybody looking for a job, if anybody looking yeah. for a job, right? Uh, right now, they just, uh, San King County Probation Department and Juvenile Detention, they just changed the requirements. So now you don't even need the, the, the educational, the minimal educational piece like before. Oh, for right? real? So right now, right now is an opportunity where people can get in with with a high school, you know, with with high school, uh, with a high school diploma, minimal, you know, college. You don't have wow. to have a degree. You don't have to have a degree at all. But wow. we hire, right? It's open continuously. You can find the, uh, you can find the, the, the application on the uh, Sound King County uh, website, SJC. Uh, org, I think soundkingcounty.org, or if you go to Google and just uh-huh. Google Sound King County employment opportunities under a juvenile detention officer, juvenile detention officer assistant, you know, they got decent pay, you know, start out about yeah. $21 an hour or something like that, part time and full time. So, you got people that was going to school, they're not looking to work full time, definitely got part time uh, opportunities as well. And that's that's big because, uh, that's what stopped me from going. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Merlin told me about it, and uh, I didn't have a schooling. Yeah. So that stopped me from going. And but that that's big. That's cool. What made what made you uh made them change that? Well, man, the last couple of years, man, it's been it's been real uh it's been real hard to hire people. Yeah. You know, it, and it, it's you know, they, you know, you got to look at it, you know, and try to be proactive, you know. So right now we we just, we have a new chief uh, with uh, Chief Jackson. He kind of, you know, he think outside, you know, out of normal box of the chiefs that came yeah. before him. So he pushed for things that, you know, other chiefs before him didn't really push for. So yeah. they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to get, we're trying to get people in there. Like when I say we, we looking for people, we looking for people, you know, yeah. especially especially males like for whatever yeah. reason it's, it's hard it's hard to get males in there especially black males you know i you know right. i'm i'm looking for them right yeah i'm looking for them to come through but it's like they not coming through yeah. uh so you know if anybody out there know anybody you know pass a background you know yeah. man send them send them there, send them our way 
That's that's good. That's what's up. That's a um, that's a good job too. In the long run, you know what I'm saying. You said 21, but man, Lance, you, everybody I know worked there has made the six figures. You know what I'm saying? Y'all on there grind over there and making yeah. bread, and it's like to y'all, it's like man, this is just what I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's and, and money like, over there. It's you know, it, and it is really not a hard job. A lot of people they. You know, they they get turned off by the idea of, you know, being an institution and stuff like that. But it's like with anything, it's how you treat people. Yeah, exactly. Right? When you when you're working in a in a public in a public service, how you treat people matter. Exactly. Right. You you give I always I always pride myself when I go to work on the mutual respect, right? Yeah. Mutual respect for my coworkers, a mutual respect for the kids that we supervise. Not yeah. not I mean, and it's like no, we not we not you're not my peer. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I, I can respect you as a young man and or a young woman, and I expect you to give me the same respect as an adult. Right? I'm here, yeah. I'm here to do a job, I'm here to help you if I can. So let's stop all the foolishness, right? Exactly. Uh, and at the end of the day, I always tell people like, you know, when I'm at work, I'm I'm in a I'm not in a element, right? But I live in Stockton. Yeah, I run. I run into these kids all the time. <laughs> yeah, with my family, right? Movies, grocery store, playing basketball with the kids in the front yard. Yeah, so it's it's important. You know what I'm saying? Because you pushing your weight around that work, and then your family pay the consequences away from it. You know, based exactly. on that. so it's important that you know you you're not doing the job just just to have a job, but you really take pride in what in what it is that you're doing. Exactly. I and you right, because uh I know Chris been there for some years and outside of work, I don't know how many times we just chilling. And my mindset is different from Chris. Chris went to Lincoln, so we got two different mindsets. <laughs> but it's like I don't know how many times cats ran up on him like, oh, what's good, Chris? And they, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but if Chris was this worker that that was disrespectful, slamming kids on their necks. And talking crazy to him, man, we have to be strapped up outside. <laughs> like, man, yeah. anybody at any time can run up on you. Because you yeah, up in Stockton, these real. cats coming getting out, they remembering who was nice to him and who wasn't. You know what I'm saying? They remembering all that. Yeah, and they're they going to they gonna remember you before you remember them. Exactly. Right, exactly. Because, you know, I see, a kid can see me from, from, from a, a block, you know, in the stadium, and like, man, that's strict, right? How many, yep. how many people you know my skin, my skin tone with, with, with white hair? Yeah. If nothing else, they gonna remember me from my hair. Like, man, that's strict. Yeah. Right. So it, it's you know, it's crazy though, but it, it's important, man. You know, like I said, just a, it's just respecting. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just like I run into kids, my kids introduce me to their parents. Yeah. <laughs> You and know? I think their parents is more so embarrassed, you know, because they yeah, like, yeah. oh man, they probably think I'm a bad parent or whatnot. But uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. So, in our closing, what do you have for uh, these kids coming coming up? I mean, especially with everything against them, because coming from Stockton, like I said, I told you about the kid that got a four point two. And his parents didn't know, his mom didn't know nothing about the next level. Counselor never reached out to him. You know what I'm saying? How do you keep kids 
what what message do you have to keep those kids going? Uh, I you know what, I think it's important, man. They they got to stay busy, man. Yeah. Uh, find something positive to do. Find something that you enjoy, and embrace it. Right. Yeah. Make it work for you. Uh, just stay focused, man. It, it's so much going on right now. It's so easy for for these kids to get caught up, you know, in these streets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my message my message would be, you know, it, it's okay it's okay to be a square. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, it, it's okay. Like, it's cool. It's cool to have good grades. Like, that's cool. Like, it's it's cool yeah. to be. It's cool to be smart. Yeah. You know, like, there's it, nothing cool about being ignorant, or you can't read. You're 16, 17 years old. You can't read, right? And and while I work, I seen it yeah. firsthand. Like, we're kids, 16, 17 years old, and I'm like, whoa, right? So find your niche, right? Embrace it. Be true to who you are. Be true to yourself. And then try to be great at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let let greatness motivate you, right? Try yeah. to be great. Whatever it is that you do, whether it's a, you're an athlete, an artist, entrepreneur, you know, whatever it is, man, just, you know, let greatness, you know, drive you. Let greatness yeah. drive you and and just, you know, just, you know, work. You know what I'm saying? Put in the work and uh, everything else will fall, you know, it, it, it'll fall in place. And what about the parents? Because you got some parents, like you said, don't know. You got parents that's out there that's okay with, just happy with, oh, you made it just, you made it just a little bit further than I did. So, babe, it's cool. You know, if they don't push past, you know what I'm saying? They don't like, oh, I got I got a, a high school diploma and you got your first, you went to college. At least you went. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to come back. So what do you say to those parents, like, as far as pushing your kids? Right. And uh find that you said, like I, I was the first, I was the first one in my family to go to college. That's big. I was I was a, I was the first male, I think, on my mom's side of the family to graduate high school. That's crazy. So, as a parent, right, we gotta we gotta lift the, we gotta raise the standard. Yeah, you know, for our kids, high school ain't even you know that's that's automatic. No, yeah. we ain't even I ain't even worried about high school. That's automatic. Now let let's shoot for greatness, right? We gotta yeah. raise the standard and educate ourselves as parents, right? Yeah. Even like with what you you know with your with your with your program that you got. Right, you educating parents, and really, so much information out there. If you ignorant to something, it's just because you're not lo- you're not looking for it, man. <laughs> right? For real. But it, it's easy to just kind of get caught up in it every day, right? Yeah. But not, it's it's not gonna just fall on your lap. You gotta work. You yeah. got you gotta go work for it. And as a parent, I think we need to instill that into our into our kids. Yeah. Right. If you want something, go work for it. Yeah. Right, you can't everything. Everything not just gonna be handed to you. You got yeah. you got to go work. You got to work for it. Right, we got to instill that that work ethic back into our uh, back into our you know into our kids. Yeah, it's funny you said that. Like, because uh, since I've been looking for scholars and stuff like that, people what people got to realize is 
every organization, if they got ORG at the end of their thing, they got a scholarship. I don't care what it is. They it could be food for less. Food for less got a scholarship. They have to do those things, and it's a tax write-off. You know what I'm saying? They got all this money, and so most programs have to do those things, like the Alpha, the Kappas, these sororities and frats. They got scholarships. There's so many people out there that got scholarships. Nike got a scholarship. Jordan got a scholarship. Gatorade got scholarships. You know what I'm saying? So, so like I said, and I'm, I'm doing the footwork for it, and that's the crazy thing. A lot of people, I've got hitting up maybe twice out of all the scholarships and stuff I put up. And so, like you said, it's just Sometimes it's just laziness when it's right in front of you. Like, oh, okay, whatever. it's so it's so many uh, local scholarships. Yeah, right. It is just from the you know just from the black graduation you know that we have here in town. Yeah, you got it's so many local scholarships. Like they literally got money looking to give it to somebody. Like, yeah, begging people to <laughs> to take their money. Yeah, but again, you got to do the work. Right. You instill that word ethic in our kids like, yes, you want to go to college. Right. But I can't pay for you to go. I can't pay. Fifty six thousand dollars for you to go to college. Yeah, I can't afford. Right. So I need you to do your part. You know what I'm saying? Knock these books out, handle your part in the classroom, apply for these scholarships. And then, you know, let's make it happen. You know, if you get a scholarship, you got an athletic scholarship. That should be a bonus. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out. I want to shout out uh, Blurred Academy. That's one I tell people about all the time, man. That's uh, full ride scholarships to HBCU 3.8 and above, or he even said 3.5. 3.0, you're going to struggle. Because right now, these HB- HBCU is big. Now, you know what I'm saying? So to get into an HBCU, it used to be you could get it in with a 2.2, 2.5. Man, they just wanted people to count. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that is big and it's popular, you need a 3.5, 3 to 4.0. Like you fighting with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So man, shout out Blurred Academy. He out there handing out full ride scholarships from from bachelor's to all the way to doctor's degree. Like if you want to continue to go to school, he's gonna continue to give you them scholarships. So that, shout out to him, man. That's what's up. And, and man, I, I'm gonna tell it every parent out there, man. If you can send your kid to HBCU, let them let let them let them go, man, and let them experience that culture. Yeah, right? let them experience that culture, man, and it. I promise you, you won't regret it. Yeah, it's, man, it's not one person that I've talked to that went to HBCU and was like, "No, nah, I wouldn't go." Nah, they and, the, and even the ones that didn't go to HBCU, they'd be like, "Man, I wish I would win." You know, so I wish I took that chance and went to HBCU. But, man, that's what we got today, man. This is Trevor Strickland again, y'all. Again, we appreciate you for coming on the show and, and uh, blessing it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but this shoulda, coulda, woulda, y'all. We out. All right, man. Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it.